0: Of course, the mobiles may vary. Morning, team. Welcome along. Nice to have your company. It's Monday... It's Wednesday. Morning in London town. I can't work out if everybody's going to go down with flu or just one or two people because everybody's sniffing and snuffing. It's dreadful. And unfortunately, if you work in a building with air conditioning, it whizzes through... And I've already had it, and uh, I managed to get rid of it. I gave it to the producer, so she's off today. And now it appears that everybody else is getting it. So everybody's blaming it. They'll go, Steve Allen had it first, you know. So I'm rushing around dispensing celebrity strepsils and stuff like that, trying to endear myself to people. Anyway, a couple of good stories after the news, all oh, and a couple of bits of information. You'll kick yourself if you don't know about this after the news, which is next. LBC 97.3. There you go. There you go, and it's only Wednesday. I felt it's later. Are you tired, I started feeling a bit, uh, a bit um, not weak. You know, when you think, oh, I've not got this cold coming back again. I've just got this. I walked down the stairs, and I thought I feel a little bit not shivery, but I feel as if I could sort of climb into bed and pull the duvet up round my ears again. What I'm about to do. Are you? Yes. Lucky old you. Lucky old you. It's quite nice out there this one. there's not not too many drunks. Okay. I didn't notice that many. A couple of policemen staggering around, but the rest of it's fine. One more won't hurt. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, See you well, tomorrow. Well, Au revoir. There you go. He's back with you tomorrow morning on LBC 97.3. Uh, loads happening on the show today. Loads happening on the show today. I, I do think of something off the top of my head. First of all, you know, when, you, know you come in, the first thing I do uh, is sort of skim through the front pages, like Anthony does. We all do it. And you think, oh, is any story going to take my, uh, my eye? And there's about three this morning. First of all, you know, um, it's, uh, it's a story of front page of the Daily Star, a three-day-old story. A three-day-old story. Jordan sells herself to two England stars. And it's, it's the story of the world's dreariest woman going to a charity auction and two footballers with quite clearly a bit more money than sense, and who bid up to twelve grand for a night with her. And she promises herself, she goes, oh, you're going to be in for a night that you won't ever forget. And I thought, I don't know why. I mean, you really are the least sexual person you're ever going to see anywhere. I mean, who wants to go to bed with a drag queen? You know, she's caked in makeup, uh, not interested. Of course, her husband's going, Oh, this is a return to the old Jordan. I thought, there, there, there was ever only the old Jordan. There was never a new Jordan. It was always the old Jordan. No matter how much makeup you trowel onto this poor old bag, it's still going to be exactly the same person. And, uh, and she's promised him a night to remember. Well, her conversation is limited, to say the least. Her attention span is that of a gnat. We know that because on her little documentary, Being Jordan or whatever it was called, or Being the World's Most Boring Old Tranny, uh, she appeared there at the Elton John party. They stay in a cheap hotel over the road, which was, it really looked trashy. And uh, she goes there. She's got nothing to say to anybody, so she has to come away again. So she stays about an hour and then goes back to sitting on the floor in her sort of uh, chavvy tracksuit bottoms. It was all a bit of a waste of space, actually, poor soul. And there again, she is a bit of a waste of space. And so selling herself to two England stars, I mean, I just feel immensely sorry for it. Perhaps they, they were desperate for the publicity. And the best you can get is hanging around with her. I can't wait to read. What a dreary night. What are they going to talk about? So like the you know, presser was saying, like me and Alex is like, you know, we're not like together. And I've written another book. Well, I've come up with the idea and I've never designed jewellery. And I don't know anybody who's wearing pink outfits when they're horse racing and stuff like that. So, end of story. That's about it. As far as it goes. She was on the telly the other day with uh, Fern and um, Holly Willoughby and she hardly said anything. And I phoned a friend of mine and said, I said, are you watching this thing? And he said, yeah. He said, the problem with her is... um, He said, she's only interesting if she's the centre of attention. If she's just got to sit there and contribute, she's way out of her depth because she's simple. She hasn't got anything to talk about, really. Bit sad. Mind you, talking about a bit sad... I'm sorry, I'm I'm really, 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 really annoyed about the fact that the X Factor puts on an old brass on the programme. She then goes into print and starts saying that she's charging more for sleeping with, with men because she's been on the X Factor. Now the Daily Mirror have got her true story. This this cheap old tart, who's got 140 convictions behind her, uh, is telling you her, her true story, and her true story is... She sells her body to men because it's the only thing she can do. She's not intelligent enough to do anything else. And she's doing it um, because uh, she wants to give her daughter a better life. You actually the daughter grows up and realises that her mum's an old brass who sells herself to anybody who'll pay the 20 quid or 30 quid. She said, I was wild, stealing, drinking, fighting. But the day I got pregnant was the day I changed. That's when I became a prostitute. And so she dances around. She claims she didn't uh, ever have sex unfortunately the uh, the journalists say differently she offers herself and on her website she offers herself she says i do sexy dancing not sex what for 10,000 a week love for sexy dancing i think we can call you a liar i don't believe that anybody's going to pay for sexy dancing 10 grand a week in fact one of the uh, the journalists said no she offered sex at the end in fact even on the website she offers herself for sex uh, but she went and uh, wrecked a hotel because apparently she had drinks. She said, I mixed vodka with Baileys and Jack Daniels with Malibu. So she's a class act, isn't she? I'm sure your daughter's delighted to see uh, her mother like this. Another thicko on the streets of London, I'm afraid. Chloe Mafia. Her father apparently isn't around anymore. I'm not even believing of her name. And that's the best she can get, is uh, an old brass and selling her story to the papers. I hope they've not paid for it. I'd be furious if they paid for it. Because what you're doing is sending out the wrong message. You know, mind you, it is the mirror, very much a Labour stronghold. Pe- perhaps the message is, young girls, listen: if you're not bright at school, don't worry. You can be a prostitute. It's okay now because you can go on the television and be like famous, because you know, like um, you know, and then you can go on Big Brother and you can like be celebrity, and so that's all right, isn't it? You know, also, so you've slept with a few hundred people. Who cares? Oh, blimey, it don't make no difference, does it? Nowadays, they were stupid enough to pay for it. So you go, so you go on. And, uh, and, and that's the, the downward spiral, I'm afraid, that we're in today. you only got to open up every single paper to realise that, that there are downward spirals going on all over the place. None more so, I'm afraid, than the Daily Star, which, strangely enough, is anti-Chloe Mafia. Her name's probably not that at all. It's probably something like Rachel or something stupid. Not that Rachel's a stupid name, but as I say, they always give themselves posh names, don't they? Because you do not want to use your real name. As I say, I'm just hoping the tax man gets on top of it. How much do you earn for that, love? How much... Right. We now want 35000 back tax. Well, I ain't got it, have I? Well, you better bloody well find it. Everybody else has to pay tax. Um, so the, the Daily Star today have actually uh, gone against her and said it's sending out the wrong message, well, I think it's, which I think is actually quite, uh, quite funny. Uh, also, apparently, Callum Best... Now you have to have to you know remember who Callum Best is. Callum Best is George Best's son and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't he absolutely doesn't do anything. It's a bit of a shame really. He's um he doesn't do anything at all. He just sort of turns up on a few lame television programs and and he's Callum Best. And and he's probably quite sweet. He's got one of these crazy sort of quasi American type accents. He's got the most peculiar of accent. And, unfortunately, poor old soul is losing his hair. It's falling out. So they're saying he's having treatment uh, at a clinic. And the strange thing is they've named the clinic and they've told you how much that they actually charge for the treatment for um, hair restoration. Let me tell you now, there is no cure for baldness. Nothing. No shampoo, no injection, no transplant. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Castration, I'm told, is the most popular method if you want to keep your hair, but perhaps that's going a little bit too far, because you've only got to ask yourself the question, if there was a surgical procedure that could put hair back growing on your head, do you not think Frank Sinatra, the man with millions and millions in the bank, would have had a hair transplant as opposed to a dead rat sitting on his head? Do you not think that Bruce Forsyth? if there had been a treatment, or Paul Daniels. No, all these people were known for wearing toupees. If there had been a treatment that grew hair, the only person who benefits from all of this are the clinics, who convince you that if we take here, hair from the back of here to the front of your head, it's going to grow. It's a load of old rubbish, ladies and gentlemen. If you're losing your hair, the best thing to do, don't comb over, don't just have it cut short. I know it's dreadfully upsetting, but get over yourself. It's only a bit of hair, okay? More worrying for women than it is, I'm afraid, for men. But they all do it. So little Callum, I mean, if the story is true, he's now going to have this, uh, this sort of. I mean, you'd be easier spraying candy floss on your hair, I'm afraid. There isn't. Oh, is that Naomi Campbell smiling on the television? Oh dear, another Naomi Campbell. Is it? Is this her wardrobe or is she in a shop? I couldn't work out actually. This is Naomi. I'm really a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> i 'm really a nice person I really am come from streatham and i 'm wearing a wig <laughs> that 's nice isn 't it got a great story for you later concerning a person you know of which i 'll come round to uh, Beth ditto admits that she keeps stealing from shops because she can 't be bothered to queue at the till beth twenty nine and fat as three houses i 'm afraid here uh, was asked about her shoplifting by fern cotton in this uh, in this new series, she says, "I did it recently because the line was too long. I have a hard time not buying or stealing. If I want something, I have to have it." Oh, that's great then, isn't it? It's either that that'll be a prostitute in the stern age. And for goodness' sake, I'm thinking of being both myself—a shoplifter and a prostitute—because it seems to be the way forward. If you, if you haven't got any qualifications, of which I have not, um, then it's easy to go out and uh, and thieve, isn't it? And sort of turn to prostitution or escorting. Colleen Rooney, they're saying, is looking a bit fat. Is she pregnant? But a little bit fast. He's only just finished with the last three. I mean, goodness sake. And, of course, you know, women always fall for this. I love you, darling. I really love you. You went with Three Brass. Yeah, but I really love you, don't I? I only went with, I only went with them because you weren't available at the time. Yeah, but I, I thought you loved me. Yeah, I do, babe. I do love you. I, really, I, I let you play with my PlayStation, didn't I? You know, and that's how it works, I'm afraid, nowadays. Um, Kelly Brook and Abby Clancy were transformed into uggers as they hit the catwalk. The sexy pair shock fans with their scary drag queen look. Look exactly the same as they do normally, actually. I don't notice any difference here. Unless perhaps I'm going blind or something. The Daily Star have got a picture that they decided not to print. Oh, Paul Dannon's in the papers today. Another waste of space, I'm afraid. Troubled telly star. For that read, useless waste of space. Couldn't organise the proverbial in a brewery, I'm afraid. Uh, he was spared jail... Because that's what we do nowadays. We don't bother sending anybody to jail because we're far too busy. We're sort of... I don't know what we're doing with jail. Perhaps, I don't know, prison warders are going... There's far too many people in here. We need to to do something else. So Paul Dannon, troubled TV star. For that read, we don't know what else to call him. He's a plank of the First Order. He's a former Hollyoaks actor, but that was about 500 years ago. He's 32 now. He's still, you know, I'm afraid, behaving behaving like a a five-year-old. He told police to... off when they apparently saw him staggering in the street of Royston in Hertfordshire. Officers found cannabis resin hidden in his sock. Well, that's a silly place to put it, isn't it, Paul dear? You're supposed to roll it up and make a joint out of it. Let me give you... Hang on, I've got George Michael's number is somewhere I'll pass on to you. He's currently residing in prison because he was also caught with... um, with the old, old smoky dope stuff. And uh, and he's in prison. You, of course, are wandering around, being a bit of a numpty for everybody. Uh, he, anyway, had this. He, he spent a night in the cells. Next day, he was found with a wrap of cocaine. And his, his solicitor said he's concerned about his career. He can't find any work. Have you seen the price of cocaine, ladies and gentlemen? It's about 60 quid a wrap, I think. It's been roughly the same for years and years. And so he's been fined 350 quid and referred for drug counselling. The man's a stupid idiot. But he's obviously got enough money. You don't think he's working as an escort, do you? I mean, we couldn't, it couldn't be that far-fetched, surely. Surely not. Because otherwise, if you're unemployed and you haven't got any work, and you're wandering out and you can afford to smoke cannabis, and you can do cocaine, where's the money coming from? You'll no doubt be seeing him on the television shortly. My Cocaine Hell by Paul Dannon. God, spare us from it, please. We can do without another numpty crawling into our lives. Let's just sort of push it. Why don't we have an island where we shove these idiots? 16 past five. These are the headlines. On the last day of the Lib Lib Dem conference, the business secretary will criticise unrestrained capitalism. Vincent Cable will talk about the importance of market competition and warn about the damage caused by short-term investors. Antenatal clinics could be set up in schools to care for pregnant teenagers who feel left out by the system. A health watchdog wants midwives there to offer advice to expectant young mums and carry out health checks. And it's still unclear if England's going to take part in the Commonwealth Games in India. With days to go, two of our best athletes have withdrawn because of injury. Another could over safety fears. Let's have a check on the state of the uh, roads this morning for you. Rachel Hardiman. Good morning. Say This morning from 7. LBC 97.3. You must be as shocked as I am, some of the stories in the news. First of all, antenatal clinics could be set up in schools to care for pregnant teenagers who feel left out by the system. Oh, diddums. Does you feel left out by the system? I've got one word for you, loves. Condom. 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 OK. Protected sex. God knows if you're sleeping with any old Tom Dick... Tom or Harry, Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing you should worry about. You pick up all sorts of illnesses off these boys who've got no sense of hygiene. But, of course, you get yourself up the duff, and then we have to pick up the pieces because you feel left down by the system. I've got no sympathy for these people at all. I mean, for God's sake, honestly, it's just... it's ludicrous. We've got this this place in Twickenham, which hands out condoms to kids. And the kids queue up there after school. Some of them look like seven- and eight-year-olds. I mean, you'd be horrified if you saw them. But it's only because we're actually getting a bit older. Whereas somebody pointed out to me, and they're quite right, that, in fact, at least they're using condoms. At least they're using condoms. Whereas the ones that we've got to help out who feel left out by the system, we've got to set up an antenatal clinic. Where's that money coming from? Perhaps the schools will come. Perhaps we can do away with lessons. Why don't we just do away with lessons and just have sort of baby classes? Perhaps mums can bring their babies in there as opposed to... So, wh- who is the father? I oh, can't remember. Well, who do you think it... Well, it could be anybody at Form 6. Really? Well, you we slept with all of them, most of them, yeah. Why? Well, because that nasty Jeanette, she said she was going to, and I thought I'd beat her to it. And that's how it—that's how it is nowadays, because they've quite clearly never heard of contraception. They must be immensely thick. But then I turn on the Jeremy Kyle show, and there he is explaining to what looked like adults, but quite clearly when they open their mouths are not, they're obviously complete idiots. So people who've never heard the word condom, perhaps they don't, and got no money, got got money for fags and joints and smoking and stuff like that, but we can't afford condoms. Like that bloke in the paper the other day who's about far too much publicity. As far as I'm concerned, you would go out there and cut his little spherical objects off to make sure he didn't father any more children. Fifteen kids by fifteen different women. Doesn't pay bugger all for them. You're paying for it. You're paying for it. Mind you, as I said, we looked at the women yesterday and, um... And... <laughs> we all agreed actually they did look like the sort of women who were going to get pregnant because they weren't going to use condoms and here she is today it's uh, a jobless mum nikki mitchell nikki mitchell's a class act not really she's got two sons and she's proud of them they've both got asbos they've both got asbos isn't that fantastic cory 17 and john or as we prefer to call them two big girls blouses have both got asbos they've thrown dog muck uh, into homes, uh, they've thrown eggs at homes, they've spouted racial abuse, but uh, their mummy, who's a bit stupid, can't look after them because she's got no idea. Because she got no... I don't know, because they're, they're, they're good boys. She gets uh, 2,000 a month off the state because she don't work either and they don't work. And she says they're the ones suffering because they're disabled. I know. I see a lot of disabled people in wheelchairs throwing eggs and dog muck. It's a constant problem round my way. She says, it's their attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The neighbours have got it in for us. Do you know, why is it people blame everybody else except themselves? Why is it they go, it's not my fault, it's a system, innit? You see them on the television, it's a system, innit? What what, what system would that be, love? Well, it's just because they moved people in next door and they got, like, more money than we got off the benefits. I tell you, I wish they invented a zapper. I said yesterday. Like one of these things that they have on on Star Trek. And you just go, and they vanish before your eyes. I mean, you could clear a bus queue in five seconds. You get zzzz, gone. How fantastic. A couple of old drunks in Leicester Square, zzzz, you've gone. We've, taken, we've alleviated the problem. The problem has vanished. We don't need to put them on ships and send them to Australia, because they only blooming well send them back masquerading as singing sisters, don't they? So you, the idea is you want to send people away and you don't want them to come back again. So the sooner we are, sort of colonise the moon or anywhere, I prefer the sun for them, actually, and, uh, and you send these people on, on a rocket ship and you go, bye, you're going now. And then what you do is you open the door halfway up and you just push them out and float down to earth by yourself, I think. Because there appears to be no, no deterrent. It's no good sending them to court. Paul Dannon goes around smoking his weed, you know, and then, and then having a wrap of cocaine. And we go, well, we think we should send you to drug rehabilitation. We're fu- have you noticed? We're full of mamby-pambys in this world. We're just full of little do-gooders, little social workers who can't see one end of the nose from the other because they're constantly making mistakes. Unfortunately, in the case of many social workers, people die, people get maimed and things happen and they get, well, I've no idea. Did you not see the bruises on the chat? I not see anything. Oh, right. Well, we- we- we're going to suspend you. won't go to court, are I. Because I was nobody told me about. Nobody told me to look out for bruises and stuff like that. And and, and I just find it absolutely unbelievable that people just wash their hands of everything and blame everybody else. Uh, Dormant Dom is in a hot tub in leafy Richmond. Oh, this time of the morning. It's a bit cold out there to be in a hot tub? Actually, I don't like hot tubs. I really don't. The idea of sitting in the middle of a garden in your swimwear, I'm afraid, in the middle of winter is not my idea of fun. Um, Steve says, Diane, I have to agree about hair transplants. A vain friend went through the painful procedure in USA and has a very acceptable head of hair, albeit thin. Exactly, what's the point? And he's got little puncture marks. Have a look at Russ Abba. Puncture marks all over his head. It looks ridiculous. That's why people wear hats. Stuart says, years ago, people used to say a mixture of chicken, mure and vinegar would make hair grow on a tin plate. Yeah, it it would. And the reason it, it would grow... Nobody ever knew whether it grew or not. It's just nobody ever got close enough to see whether it grew. So they go, what you got in your air? I've got chicken manure and vinegar. All oh, right, mm, well, don't we get that close actually? So everybody goes, it's growing, isn't it? And they go, yeah, it's really growing. Got a great story for you, uh, story for you later on, concerning uh, a friend of mine who wanted to use a toilet. Who wanted to use a toilet? Out of all things. So we'll come around to that one. Uh, other stories of the paper. Oh, guess what? What's going to be happening shortly? I can, I can almost predict it because she's out with a personal trainer, Chantel. You know, living the dream living the dream like not actually doing anything in life, with Preston also not like doing anything in life. And apparently Preston's going to use the money that he earned from Big Brother to try and launch his pop career. Sweetie Pants, let me just explain this to you, love. Nobody likes you. You're not going to have a pop career, okay? You'd be better off stacking shelves in a supermarket. It's more rewarding, and then people can go, hello, Preston, because... Your, your pop career's finished, mate. It's absolutely over. It died on its proverbial with The Ordinary Boys, and you'd just be wasting your money, so so why don't you go find something else to do? Why don't you just move? Why don't you emigrate? Do us all a favour. I still remember that little queenie tantrum you had when Simon Ansell started reading out lines from Chantel Living The Dreams book, and uh, Preston sat there looking like a big girl's blouse and then decided he'd had quite enough of it and stormed off the set. And Simon's going, oh, come on, it's, it's in the book, it's written. I mean, it was written there. And then, of course, Preston didn't get a gig for years. And everybody's going, Preston, wasn't he? That silly girl's blouse who stamped his little foot and walked up and we went, yeah. And that's what he's famous for. I think it's on YouTube. I think you could check it out on YouTube. I have on numerous occasions and it just makes me laugh. Every time I look at it, I think, you silly little elephant, aren't you? What a silly little person. But tells out with a trainer, so expect a DVD very shortly. In fact, for the Christmas market, what are you up to now? September, October, November. Yeah, two months will be enough. And they'll go, Chantel's fitness. Because otherwise, why would you have a trainer out in a park? And the answer is, so that you can get publicity for your fitness video. They haven't said that, but I have a sneaking feeling that that's what it's going to be. We had it, didn't we, with the weather girl, Claire, Claire Nazir. She was out looking very, very fat. It's the kind of picture you wouldn't want anybody to see Unless, of course, you went out into a park and you sort of lifted your top up so that the photographer, who was primed to be there, would get a picture of you. Cause otherwise, so she'll have to do the rounds during the interview going, oh, I was horrified when that picture appeared. I thought, yeah, I bet you bloody were, dear. Talk about contrived publicity. So I can tell you that Chantelle will be bringing out a fitness DVD. It should hit the markets It's probably about January the 1st, after you've pigged out over Christmas. And, uh, and you will think that you're going to look like her. She looks like this beforehand, OK? You don't, need to, you don't need to go and buy a DVD to tell you to lose weight. You know, if you have to go and buy a DVD, you might as well just have the word fat stamped all over yourself. They used to say good bacon years ago has Danish written all the way through it. But if you're going out to buy a DVD thinking you're going to end up being that thin, it's a waste of time, love. You know, you're going to be paying, what, 12 99 13 99 40 anything up to about 20 quid for a DVD to tell you that you're fat and you've got to lose weight. I'll tell you now. Send me in a picture of yourself. I'll look at it and go, you're fat, OK? End of story. You've saved yourself £13. You don't need to, to buy a DVD, because if you bought one last year, you'd be buying one every year for the rest of your life. None of them work. None of them work. Moment of truth this weekend. Guess why? Yep. It's uh, Tom Kong Watson. Okay, no, you're not familiar with Tom Kong. I better explain. Tom Kong Watson is a cage fighter. And uh, he's the one who's going to be fighting the cross dressing Alex Reed. And apparently it's really exciting. (sighs) Not as exciting as watching paint dry, I should imagine. And uh, it's going to be on the television, not on a channel you've ever heard of before. And uh, Tom Kong Watson uh, is going to be out there and he's going to flatten Alex Reed. Shouldn't take very much, actually. I think that uh, uh, most of the people I've spoken to, and I know people who do cage fighting, and uh, they've said they'll flatten him in seconds because he's a bit of a girl. He's not. He's not really a proper fighter. He's a bit sort of manby, pamby, fake tan, shaves his chest kind of thing. Whereas cage fighters, they know what they're doing. I'm mean, to be honest with you. I don't know why they're called cage fighters. I mean, it's just it's just called laying somebody out. So it shouldn't take very very long to actually knock him out. So uh, Alex. You know, really, if, if you want to sort of save your face, dear, and I'm sure you do, don't bother going in the ring. You're going to look stupid. I know you don't do anything, and I know you've got to try and find, you know, different things to do to try and justify the fact that you've got a career. But to be honest with you, I, I think it's kind of a waste of time. Why don't you release a record? Get hold of Preston. He can sort you out. One thirty-one, and go to bed, dear. You're not well. She's really not well. She said it when I came in this morning and I watched her and she's coughing and wheezing. I mean really, really ill. Go home. Go dear. I've get, I've said to her, get get some benelin day and night tablets. She's sitting there surrounded by all this medication. I mean really, there's got to be somebody else to come in and cover for the poor girl who's who's dying on her legs, I'm afraid. Stephen Bridlington says, Morning, Steve, as a kid in the seventies, I was a bit of a tearaway, and then I joined the inventory. And served nine years. Best thing I ever did. Fantastic life. Yes, I have to be honest. I come from a military family. And uh, it was the best thing. It sorts you out. Gives you a purpose in life. And you suddenly realise that you're not... I mean, they, I think they did a documentary, if memory serves me, a short... Oh, probably years ago, about the Paras. And, uh, and they had these lads. And they, they were brought up on a, on a sink estate. And they'd gone off and they, they joined the Paras. And they sort of followed them all the way through the training. Not easy, It really is not easy. They want to make sure that you're fit, and they get you fit. They get you up at two in the morning, just when you've gone to sleep, out like that. Up, 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 and off across the moors, and trek through lakes and all... Oh, dreadful things. Sort of thing, you know, I'd be going, I don't get up till ten. I'm terribly sorry I'm not getting up till ten. And I'm having a light breakfast, and uh, poached eggs on toast, and then I'll have a shower. And then, and only then... When I put on the uniform and turn up for duty? But, no, they drag you up in the wee small hours of the morning. And so they then sent them back to the estate. And there were the same people hanging around on street corners that were there when they'd left the estate about a year previously. And they were still standing on street corners and still thinking they were the bee's knees. Whereas the boys now, by that time, had nothing in common with them because they'd been given a purpose, they knew exactly what they were doing in life and they wanted to make something of themselves, which is why a lot of people joined the forces years ago, to make more of themselves. What's that? Standing on a street corner? Is that, is that clever? Yesterday, we were, Michael and I were having something to eat. We, we got a, a Chinese and we're sitting down by the, uh, the river and we're sort of watching it and a group of college kids came down. We have a college there, not the one that the Pope visited, but let's just call it the other college, and they're they 're sitting just up by the old public toilets, which have closed down now, and I think probably could, another one could become a cafe or something like that and And they start smoking joints they 're rolling joints up, and you know they 're rolling joints up because the wind wafted it over, and i 'm not stupid. You know, I'm an adult, I've been around for quite a number of years so I know exactly what it is and they thought they were being really clever course, not, not a copper in sight, nobody around there anyway and you know that when somebody is smoking a joint because, because of the, uh, the stuff that they, they put in there the smoke hangs on the air more than if you were smoking a cigarette if you smoke a cigarette it disperses very quickly because it's tobacco if you're smoking a joint it sort of hangs in and this was hanging and they all thought there was about 7 or 8 of them there and you f- they, they, if, if the police had arrived, they couldn't have run anywhere. But what would they've done? They'd gone, "Oh, you've got some, you know, a joint with you." All I kept thinking was, "You go to this, this, this college. Why are you not at the college? You know, is this, this your break time, or are you just, are you skiving off?" You know, there was one girl with sort of dyed hair sitting on the ground, cross-legged, because generally people who seem to smoke these these things sit on the ground, cross-legged. I don't know why they have an inability to sit on a chair. There's two two benches up there, but it was it was all a bit sad and tragic. I'm sort of looking at them thinking, what a waste of life. And that's why it was interesting when he, Steve talked about going into the the army and you get these kids on these estates and they've got no interest in life whatsoever. You see, I think it should be compulsory. Take that prat the other day who's got the 15 kids with the 15 different women and uh, you take him and you put him in the army and you let somebody, you know... It's like you, you've got this uh, woman in the paper today with her two sons and the Asbos because they throw eggs at people's houses and you think... Why don't the, you know, I think the neighbourhood should eventually start retaliating and start going, I tell you what, let's go round to their house and let's start throwing everything. Why don't we go and get one of those nice slurry machines and we just pebble dash their house with it? And when the old bag comes out and goes, what do you think you're doing? We're going, we're just doing what your sons do. Is that okay? because we've got attention deficit disorder. All right, love, thank you. And just every time she opens the front door, throw eggs at her. Every time you see him walking down the street, throw eggs at her. And go, we're only doing the same. It's only a bit of fun, isn't it? It's only a bit of fun, love. She wouldn't be thinking that. She'd be the first one on the phone to the police. I'd be going, sorry, wrong number. Put the phone down. If you're bald and don't have any money, who cares? We all have to crack on with life. Yeah, I agree. I don't you know. Poor old Callum. but I can't believe he's that worried about losing his hair, but I suppose most people do nowadays. And uh, Tony says, wouldn't it be great if the government used our money to buy a large island to put the human waste on? The uh, You know, all these people. Uh, sponsors could pay their living costs. Great television. Yeah, only, we, only I tell you what we do. We tell them they're being filmed, but they're not. We just leave them there. We just go, you're being filmed every day. There's hidden cameras in. Just put fake cameras up there, you know. And that's it. I bought a fake camera once, and this, this was quite a clever one. Not only did it have a red flashing light, and 99% of security cameras do not have red flashing lights. They really don't. I know, because I've got security cameras at home. They don't have red flashing lights. Only fake cameras have red flashing lights. We have security cameras on every floor. In this studio, we've got uh, two. Not a red flashing light between them. There's no red flashing lights in cameras. And, uh, and this one not only had that, but it had a movement sensor. So if somebody walked past it, the camera moved. So it, it apparently made it look like you were being followed. I mean, it was just ridiculous, but it was only seven quid, so I bought three. And I put them up there, and then, and then it rained, and then the batteries got bad, and it didn't work properly. <coughs> Excuse me, which was a bit of a shame, wasn't it? But no, I'm, I'm in one of those kind of moods today. I feel like, you know, Actually, normally, I'm, I'm a little bit worse than this. I feel a bit better today, because I feel I've solved the problem. By just sort of going around and retaliating. All these people who start behaving badly and they get their asbos and they throw things at other people's houses and they live on estates. I think the whole estate gets together, you know, all the like-minded people. You go around, you just throw eggs at their house. You know, let their car tyres down. Give them a taste of their own medicine. You know, because they're not big, they're not clever, they're just stupid. They're little infantile people. You see them at the bus stop. There was a a, a guy the other day on the train. (whistles) Spitting. And I always say exactly the same. Ugh, Disgusting! I do it, I and mean, most of them don't even understand, but I always say that. So I think it's just the most revolting thing ever. And strange enough, I went to an exhibition the other day, and, and it's got a sign that it was at the, um, where was it, the British Transport, not the Br- um, the London Transport Museum in Covent Garden, and they've got all the old tube signs, and one of them is, do not spit, because A, it causes diseases, you can spread diseases by spitting, and B, it's just filth. It's just absolutely filthy disgusting. So, you know, you see people, you see kids standing. Or failing that, they just sort of sit on a park bench, they talk to their mates, and they're spitting on the floor. Uh, Generally speaking, limited intelligence, I'm afraid. Limited intelligence. Uh, John says, if this Chloe... This is the, um, the Chloe on the front of the mirror this morning. My true story. Disgusting. As I say, if the police had been called out and she'd been, you know questioned, you know, 10 times, 15 times. I think she was bad enough. 140 times you're dealing with somebody who's got a little bit of a problem, mentally as well as uh, physically, I'm afraid. If she's earning 10 grand a week, how is leaving her daughter at home for weeks on end to earn a few hundred pounds a week touring with X Factor, even if she got to the final, going to improve her life? Uh, Well, it's not, but she's stupid. She doesn't know anything else. She only knows what all these men tell her. Yeah, you're really gorgeous. I'm looking at the picture of her. You'd have to pay for it. You would, I mean, you'd you, you really have to be pretty desperate, I'm afraid. You'd really have to be desperate for something like that. It's just sad, isn't it? It is just absolutely sad. Ray and Balham says a well known washing up liquid company has updated their adverts to reflect modern Britain. Mummy, why are your hands so soft? Because I'm only 14. Now shut up and eat your pot noodle before your dad gets home from school. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's an old one, but it's a goodie. I quite like that idea. It, it, the trouble is, if, if it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. But now we had that news item, didn't we, about, you know, setting up antenatal clinics for teenagers in school because they feel left out by the system. And I I said earlier on, why don't we just teach them about condoms? Perhaps they're not teaching Perhaps they don't know what they are. Perhaps they think you put them over your head and they're funny at a party or something like that. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you you think you're dealing with complete idiots in school. You look at the girl. There's a girl in one of the papers today. She's been told to go home and put on a decent length skirt. It's too short. Well, to be honest with you, it's not half as short as some of the skirts that you see the girls wearing round Twickenham. In fact, seriously, you would think there was a hookers' convention in town. One of the schools there, with a... I can't remember what colour uniform it is now. Um, The girls, I mean, A, they can't wait to get their their fags going at the bus stop in the morning. I mean, they literally... And also, they're obviously bone idle nowadays, because the bus stop is two... Oh, about 20 feet away from the school gate. So they all pile on the bus... And they've got no manners. I mean, absolutely, they've got no. If you put a hidden camera on a bus nowadays when school kids get on, you'd be so horrified. You know, parents would go, Is that my kid? Is that my kid? And they get on, and then they go one stop down, and then they all pile off again. You think, Why don't you just walk? They've been standing at the bus stop for 10 minutes, and they wait there for a bus, and it's full up, but they stand there and wait for the next one to go one stop. Small wonder they're all fat and lardy nowadays. Dreadful. Uh, still to come. Great story about using a toilet in a garage. Uh, and, um, and what else? Oh! Something that you might not know about. I only heard about it the other day, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell you about it, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. For the simple reason, I've just, I've just ordered four. I know you're, you're going to get, what have you ordered now? Actually, apart from the fact I did order some DVDs. I've got, I've got three DVDs delivered this morning. First of all, Enid Blyton's The Famous Five. Which must be an old thing, but it's been digitally remastered, made by the Children's Film Foundation, and I'm assuming oh, they are 1964 in black and white, and it's the famous five. They brought out two: five have a mystery to solve, and five on a treasure island. Because I wanted those just because I used to like the Children's Film Foundations. Uh, films, and then I bought on Blu-ray World War II lost films. The only ones to see war like this were the ones who lived it until now, and it's rare colour footage seen for the first time. They've got seven and a half hours of newly restored footage, and so I'm very much looking forward to watching that. Plus, I turned on the telly this morning, and what do we get? We get uh, a woman, she's another professor, but they're obviously looking for young professors now. So they go around the colleges and go, have you got any young professors who might be a bit funky? And uh, so the BBC are looking to make a documentary. And we want somebody who doesn't look ancient and haggard. And, and they go, yeah, we've got Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. Sarah, do you want to do some telly? Yeah, she said she'll do it. And so she's and she was looking at Roman Britain. And that, that was quite interesting, finding all these different things. And then they found the man who had found this pot. He was going through a field, you know, metal detecting. Beep, beep, beep 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 And, he, 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 digs down a little bit. Then he goes down a bit, and it's still going, beep 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 beep, beep And he's in the middle of the field, all by himself. And, so he scrapes away the earth. And he finds, a layer of coins. And, it's still going, beep 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 beep. Like this. And he, and he says to himself, in a loud voice. I have found a hoard. And, what he'd found, was, a big, Roman urn Buried in the ground with full to the brim with coins, there were I think fifty thousand Roman coins in there, and they reckon they were put in there as an offering some years ago, never to be dug up but as an offering to a, a god and they because the pot that they were in was so big, they reckoned that the pot was buried in the earth, and then they filled it with the coins, fifty thousand Roman coins, and he found them second biggest horde that we've ever found in this country. I mean, really fantastic. You know, beep, 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 beep. Like on, on my, my parking sensors on the car. you go beep, 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 bang, because I'm listening to something else. I'm like singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing and all the rest of it. Uh, Steve, can you help? Says Michael in Canary Wharf. Why does the river smell? On average, about once a month is something being transported. No, it's just, it's just river smells. You have it, of course, it's, it's not if you live in Isleworth. It's the sewage farm at Mogden. Uh, which on a, a bad day, as the wind blows towards you, you think, why would anybody ever want to buy a house anywhere near a sewage farm? But uh, people do. They normally stick them out in the countryside, don't they? Places like Staines. And, um, and and then sometimes they don't. Perhaps the whole of Staines, I think, is, uh, smells like that. But they've got this... And at Mogden and Isleworth, it, it wafts... Oh, it's horrible. Absolutely terrible. It really is. Uh, still to come, this great story about going to the toilet... Uh, something you won't have heard of, and I'll probably get into trouble for telling you about it, but I think you can order it now. And the weather for today, which I will tell you because Richard Hayker here has just sent it through to me. And it's mist or fog patches, soon clearing, dry, warm and sunny day, high 25 centigrade, currently 11 tonight, dry and clear for most of the night. Cloud increasing towards dawn tomorrow, cloudier and cooler on the whole Heavy spells of rain in the morning. Here we go. Followed by bright spells before thundery showers in the afternoon. That's for tomorrow. Friday, cool, wet and windy. Saturday, cloudy with a chilly breeze. And Sunday, bright spells with a chilly breeze as well. But today, it should be a bit warmer than yesterday. So that's good news, isn't it? Just when we were preparing to batten down the hatches for winter and buying jumpers, it's decided to give us an Indian summer. Lovely. Here's the headlines. Quarter to six, Vince Cable is addressing delegates on the last day of the Lib Dem conference with an attack on unrestrained capitalism. The business secretary will talk about the importance of market competition and warn about the damage caused by short-term investors. It's still unclear if England's going to take part in the Commonwealth Games in India. With days to go, two of our best athletes have withdrawn because of injury. Another could go over safety fears. And pregnant teenagers in England and Wales could soon access antenatal care at school. Health watchdog, nice... Says young mums-to-be often feel excluded from mainstream antenatal care or judged by their peers. It'll be me then. For a the check on the state of the roads for you this morning, out there and keeping you in touch with all the travel out on the roads. It's Rachel Hardiman. Your say this morning from seven. LBC ninety-seven point three remember last week we told you about the story of Eileen Neon. Eileen Neon died, we are told, all by herself, no family, nothing else, but she was a heroine. She was one of our spies in the war because she spoke fluent French and she died at the age of, I think, 89 and she was going to have one of those, what they loosely call now, a pauper's funeral. In other words, there's no money and so you just... They just sort of bury you and and that's it and it was all a bit sad and then the case was highlighted... Uh, by us on LBC, and everybody picked up on it. And I'm delighted to say that she was given the memorial she deserved yesterday. 350 mourners turned up for her funeral. And I feel partly responsible for drawing attention to a woman who who did her bit. She survived interrogation by the Germans, not once, not twice, but on three occasions. And uh, she was marvellous, and so she got everybody out there uh, all three British forces were represented. France sent the Consul General and military attaché from its London embassy. The Royal British Legion provided a guard of honour and the Roman Catholic Church, where she attended mass, was crammed. Her only surviving relatives flew in from their home in Italy. And that's the bit that's kind of stuck in my throat, I'm afraid. I thought she had no relatives. So, in other words, nobody knew that she'd die, but the relatives fly in... And you'd have thought they'd have contributed. It was, uh, you know, and they've, they've got quotes from her there. She said she sacrificed her private life for her homeland. She's had a very strong character. Well, I mean, that means she's got family. And that means family have to look after you, even when you're not there anymore. But at least she got that, uh, that sort of funeral. She'd be delighted. I'm always secretly of the opinion... That, uh, that people know, that they, they watch their own funeral. <laughs> I remember they, they did it on Golden Girls, where they said that uh, the mother had died, and so all her friends came round, and she was very disappointed at the poor turnout. And I thought, I've often wanted to rehearse mine, just to see what it's like. I remember my, my mum saying to me, uh, for her funeral, she said, you will look smart. And I said to her, I said, well, you'll never know, will you? And then on, on Second Thoughts, I've retracted it. So of course, you might, knowing my luck. <laughs> Come and start watching. <laughs> uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, meanwhile, Tony Beak still attempts to dance with uh, Anne Widdecombe. Picture in the paper of her getting a leg up on a bar. Uh, all the papers now are sort of saying it's not Anton Dubeck, it's Tony Beak. That's his real name. And I uh, guess she can't be much longer for the programme. She cannot be much longer for it. Uh, Dom Jolly... Uh, He says, my favourite thing on holiday is not being near any Brits. I feel quite embarrassed by the Brits abroad. I don't think we travel well. It is true, isn't it? Everywhere you go now... You sort of, They get the Brits. You can always tell the Brits are there because there's all the cafes doing the English breakfast. You think people want to go away and not have an English breakfast, but the truth of the matter is you go away and you go, um, do you have English breakfast? Can we have something that the kids will eat? Because most of the time they won't eat it because it's foreign. Uh, so have you got something nice, nice for breakfast? A like croissant or something? And in the end, you go down the local baker's, don't you? Because you can always find it. I always think whenever I go on holiday, find exactly what the local breakfast is. I mean, we're going to America. In October, so I've I've got a pretty good idea of what breakfast will be. I've just got to remember to do eggs over easy, or su- the sunny side up is where they're not cooked on one side. Oh, can't bear it. Don't do runny eggs at all. So it's all got to be. Co- it's easy to have scrambled egg and smoked salmon, isn't it? And here it is, a 43 inches, the world's longest cucumber, and uh, it's being held here by uh, uh, Claire Pierce and. Uh, it's one of two grown by grandmother Claire Pierce from. Own, uh, this is her granddaughter Louise. Amazing! It? Claire's seventy eight. She said she hadn't actually grown a cucumber before, but she grew two, and they went to forty three inches. I often worry about people who grow giant vegetables. You can buy them. You can go into the uh, into the places now, and they've got all the seed packets that go giant cucumber, giant tomato. Why? What's the purpose of it? I was think they're a bit peculiar. And uh, up north, apparently, where it where it really is. Um, you know the big thing—they do all these gardener shows. and It's a bit Billy Elliot, and people do grow giant vegetables. Why? I've got no idea. No idea. Oh, we've got the we've got the weather again from uh, from Young Hake yeah? here. So it's 25 degrees warmer than yesterday. Currently 11. Currently 11 tonight. Dry and clear. Low of 14. 14, which is not bad, is it? The tawdry X-rated wannabe. This is from the Express. This is the Richard Desmond paper. The man who brought you Asian babes and everything else. And this is the tawdry X-rated wannabe. So perhaps the opinion of all the uh, the girls who pose in his magazines. They say this weekend, pushy Chloe healed because she's either Chloe Mafia, whatever it is, it's not attractive. Could be shortlisted as one of the ex final finalists, despite her being a teenage prostitute who's reportedly been arrested 140 times and is now using her fame to charge clients extra. In fact, in the uh, mirror today, she's parading her daughter. Must be delightful, must it? Absolutely wonderful. Here is the uh, schoolgirl wearing a, a very short skirt. To be honest with you, looking at a picture of this uh, Sherry Austin, the skirt doesn't look as short as some of the things that they're wearing round our way. I mean, it really is. I mean, you can see the boys hanging around the buses to watch the girls getting off. And it's all a bit naff and tacky. There's all sorts of, let's just call it those sort of boys, hanging around with those sort of girls. The girls have all got fags on. I mean, perhaps perhaps their mothers smoke. I don't know. I was a bit worried about what age people smoke. And then I thought, well, actually, I smoked from an early age. I was smoky at 14, so uh, probably there's no reason why everybody else uh, couldn't be smoky at that. If they want to do that, that's fine. Their, their business. You just think, how do you get into... You must be absolutely knackered when you get into school, mustn't you? You get into school, you t- it's bad enough smoking first thing in the morning anyway, because it, it just slows you down a little bit. Uh, two of the papers are covering the story that Tracy Dawson, widow of Les, has been uh, investigated, re-benefits probe. They're saying she's got a boyfriend and they claimed money for living apart, whereas, in fact, they're alleging that they lived together. So the paper turn up and uh, she starts shouting abuse... Uh, at them. Get off my property she says here uh, or I'll call the police Uh, they say here they're not sure they're they're, they're looking at well into five figures. Paying the money back would not affect our decision they say here a source close to the inquiry said it does not involve a few hundred pounds which could earn someone a formal caution. This is quite quite serious money. For somebody who's never claimed benefit in in his entire life because I couldn't stand the humiliation I'm always slightly envious at the same time very nervous of, uh, of people who, who can actually claim it and get away with it. Now we're, we're promised the government are cracking down. It's taken them long enough, hasn't it? But yet they still seem to be handing it out uh, willy-nilly. Oh, yesterday I went uh, down to, uh, first of all, just over the square when I finished. Because you know every day I'm cycling. Uh, every day I finish the programme and, uh, and I go and get a bicycle and I cycle to Waterloo. Take your life in your hands, cycling through London, but I'm quite good at it now. And so I'm doing it every day. Every day I'm going to get my bike, pedalling down there, and I'm quite good at it. You know, for a man of my age, I think I'm quite remarkable. And, and people are saying to me, you're not really cycling. I say, I'm seriously cycling. I'm cycling every day. It's my, it's my concession to, uh, to getting fit. Not getting fit, you know, I'm not looking for a washboard stomach or anything peculiar like that. I'm just looking to be a little bit fitter so I can sort of run upstairs, you know, without getting to the top and needing the oxygen the cylinder. And so I cycle every day. And people said, no, you're not. So yesterday we went out and we took some photographs of me actually on the bike. I think the producer, who's not here today because she was ill, I think it was the effect of seeing me on a bike, was so... I mean, she couldn't stop laughing. She so thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever seen, me on a bike. So I get on the bike and I cycle. And then I go up to, uh, to the National Geographic uh, store, which is in Regent Street. I mean, it's literally about five minutes away from here, if that, because they've got a new exhibition on The Lion King and I was the first person to go and see the exhibition. And what we've done on the LBC website is we've put pictures of me looking around the exhibition yesterday. So if you go to lbc.co.uk, uh I think it's on the front page. I think there's... I'm better just check actually. I think it's on the front page. I just have a let me just have a quick check just while you're sitting there. If you're driving in the car, you won't be able to do this at the moment. Okay, so let me just have a quick uh quick check here. Wait a oh dear. You know sometimes computers you could you could just hit them, couldn't you? That's better there. And we go delete. And we go LBC.co.uk. Click on there. And is it on the front page of LBC on the what I call the home page? It's all very exciting. And it's... I'm in slow this morning. Sometimes you, I sometimes feel you should hit the mouse. Perhaps it might work a little bit quicker. On there now, Steve Allen. Yep, that's fine. There you go, and there's the picture of me at the Lion King exhibition yesterday. There's about 18 pictures, but if you go to the page, and then there's a link there at the top left-hand side, Steve Allen visits Lion King exhibition. I think I'll put it In fact, actually, it's me, followed by the Pope, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the way it should be after his uh, holiness snubbed me in Twickenham the other day. I don't want to go into that, you know, rather bitter time of my life, I'm afraid. So you can have a look at the, uh, the pictures of the Lion King exhibition. It's only there for four weeks. And you can get, it doesn't cost anything to go in. It's all free, you can get a cup of cup, they've got a nice, uh, nice little restaurant stroke canteen there. It's very good. Paul in Manchester says, he says, take it you managed to half inch one of the masks to take home. It could go on the mantelpiece with the meerkat from London Zoo that was in your pocket. That meerkat was in my pocket. You Just get that lovely picture of the meerkat looking after. So if you go to lbc.co.uk, Steve Allen visits Lion King exhibition photos. And, uh, and there I am sandwiched in between the Pope's visit to London and protests against the Pope. (laughs) But I'm there. That is quite a good picture of me, actually. And I like that shirt. I don't care what anybody says about it. They're all taking the Mickey yesterday, going, it's a little bit bright, isn't it? I don't know, really? That quite nice. So it goes to prove, says Paul, how loved and respected you are to be the first person allowed in. Absolutely. There was a representative from Disney there. And and I got shown around. So it's a really good exhibition. So if you're not doing anything, it's only in Regent Street. You just pop in, just on the left-hand side. So go to lbc.co.uk and you can have a look at the pictures. I quite like it. They've decided not to put the pictures of me on the bike just yet because they they don't think you're going to be ready for that. (laughs) Much. I'm not sure I was ready for it either. Uh, Another one here. Michael says, Anthony Gormley has uh, designed a limited edition of the reissued James and the Giant Peach. Do you know, I never did James and the Giant Peach. I really didn't. I did... Uh, no. I never did... Was that Nightmare Before Christmas thing? I never did that one either, I'm afraid. Uh, Lynn says, Your marvellous idea of a zapper to rid us of the numpties would have been very useful at the bus stop of the man who fathered 15 children, as that's where he met most of the mothers. <laughs> Paula says, Brace yourself, Steve. Alex Reed revealed on the Michael Ball show, he's going to do some acting. Can't wait. I think he's acting every day. He sits with her and goes, I really love you, babe. I really love you. I think that's acting. Is it? Because they're all now saying, oh, seven months in and the cracks are appearing. I couldn't care less, to be honest with you. The smell at Canary Wharf, apparently, is the Tate and Lyle sugar refinery. So now you know. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Still to come. The story of how one lady was caught short and wasn't allowed to use a filling station toilet because it's company policy till so I tell you who it is. That's to come. Plus, of course, I'm expecting you to go and check out the pictures on the LBC website of me at the fantastic Lion King exhibition. It's on at the National Geographic Shop just up in Regent Street, just very near Piccadilly Circus, walking distance from here. And it's free, and you can walk around and have a look. The kids will love it, I promise you. So you get to see the stuff really close up. Unfortunately, it said, don't touch, and I touch one of the items, And they put it up on the website. But some really particularly attractive pictures of me. Okay? News is next. It's LBC. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Philip says that when you're using a Boris bike, if you have a puncture and it makes you late getting the bike back in the rack, can you get a refund? No, but what they've got is a facility for if your bike gets a puncture. Um, a, you won't be able to take the bike out of the rack until it's fixed because you push a little button and that flashes a light so it indicates that they will take it away and repair it. And uh, you're never going to be late because there's racks all over the place. I mean, everywhere, everywhere you go, there are racks. There's Leicester Square, I'm mean, at Waterloo Station, there's racks down there. But I'm doing it every day, which is good news. Good morning, Jonathan.
1: Good morning, Steve. What? Just just saying, apparently 1,300 Boris bikes are still not in use. That really? that um that the uh, that after that after it's been going two months now, yeah. but there's loads left. They're not all being used by it. any means. I love it. I mean, You've got two keys, haven't you? Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. I haven't used them yet.
0: Yeah. Have, have you got a key? No, not yet. Right. Does it take
1: a while to fill out the form and get it sent? I did open? it
0: online, but very shortly. I think in a couple of weeks you're going to, be able to just use your credit card and,
1: and just pay and as you and go. Just pay
0: as you go, so that you can get any. The nice thing is that all the bikes fit everybody because you can just adjust the saddle.
1: Quite easily um, up and down. Takes you
0: like five seconds. You just pull a little Allen key, lift it up or down, and wedge it in. It's got lights on it. Little little pannier at the front for putting your bag on.
1: But the amount you've paid per year can you is that unlimited use? Of what a bike? I've done
0: is I've paid uh, forty-five pounds. Yeah. For a year. So I've paid ninety because I've got two. Yep. keys. So forty-five pounds, and as long as my journey is thirty minutes or less, that's it. Oh right. Okay. So from here to Waterloo. That's it's not fine. 30 minutes. No. So and if I just borrow it for nipping up and down the road, I'm not paying.
1: And if it was to go above 30 minutes, what would what would you have to pay? I can't remember what the charges you have are. You pay a then. bit. Yes, you pay. And you get you, so you've got an account effectively. Yes. Okay, so yes. it would just be credited to your account. Yes. So yeah. It's not like you'd have to then stop somewhere and pay.
0: No, because no no because it then goes onto your credit card Right because you you've obviously submitted a credit card to them. Right. So that but I mean I, to be honest with you so far it hasn't actually cost me anything at all.
1: No. Sounds great.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm quite enjoying it.
1: And you don't wear a helmet. No, no, no.
0: I know people have written in saying you should wear a helmet. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because but you it always you walk around with a helmet. I know,
1: but we, we, you were always told, weren't you, if you w- ride a bicycle, you should wear a helmet. And now the whole Boris bike thing has slightly undermined that.
0: Yes, I, I mean, I I thought about it, and then I thought I'm going to be sitting on a train. Well, no, I can Later completely see you don't want to
1: hold or wear a helmet. Yeah. It's not convenient at all. It's
0: dangerous, though. You've got to be really careful. It's
1: dangerous with or without a helmet. Yes. That's the trouble. Yes. Because I cycle to work for years. Really? Yeah, for years and years. And I stopped about two years ago thinking that I'd never had an accident. And I'd seen so many accidents. Mm. And I just thought, I'm going to stop before I have one.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very wary of buses. Yeah. Especially going down the Strand. I'm wary of potholes... But they're, they're quite wide wide tires on these bikes. Yeah, so that's good. Because some
1: London good. potholes are pretty oh, deep, aren't they? are terrible. And also, cars—you really... just
0: open a car door, they don't see you. So I'm, no, I'm watching that all the time.
1: Yeah, there's the car doors. There's the buses, especially turning and left I can't at see junctions. I can behind me.
0: I want a mirror. I feel like going out and buying a mirror and clipping yeah. it onto the bike so I can see what's coming from the right-hand side because I can't see anything. No. I just have to rely on the noise. Or feeling out the other day, somebody hooted me. A bus hooted because I was coasting over Waterloo Bridge. And he obviously wanted to pull in. I thought, no, you'll wait. I didn't pedal. I sort of just coasted.
1: Can I pick you up on something that I think you said at about three minutes past five when I was oh, in the bath? We go, yes. Well, yes. Well, you on. said that, mm. um, that you can't have hair transplants and that if you're going bald, there's nothing that you can do about it. You well, can. And all these celebrities these days, the technology has come on no end. People spend a fortune on it now.
0: Yes, but you shouldn't do it. Because why, why do people just not go bald gracefully? What is, it, what is this obsession with having hair?
1: There is an obsession with having hair, yeah. though, isn't there? Especially if you're a prime minister. Yeah, but I don't not why. Or if, you're, if you run a country. Why? Why Silvio I? Berlusconi's spray on hair isn't natural.
0: Yes, I had, there is a shop down off... Um, it's near Great Portland Place where they sell that s- hair spray in a can. Yeah. And it's it's like cotton wool. And they're saying, you can do this and it looks good. You go, yes, it looks good until you wash it out the next day. Yeah.
1: Well, he'll have had a transplant, won't he? He'll have had a kind of hair transplant. That well,
0: Russ Abbott had a transplant. It just ends up with little holes. Be, that was every... an early one. Right. If but also, what, just why waste thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds? A friend of mine used to take minoxidil. Right. And minoxidil's downside was that once you start taking it, it doesn't work for everybody, you've got to keep taking it. Because the yeah. moment you stop taking it, your hair goes back to where it was before you took it. So in other words, you could go bald overnight. Right. And to be honest with you, I mean, j- as opposed to having little thin strands of hair, most people want big... Th- I mean, you're, you're lucky you've got lots of hair. At the moment, at the moment, well, you're, spring, you're not likely to lose it now. It's very unlikely. Whereas mine was, was blonde, and so blonde people have fine hair. Yeah. So my hair started going at an early age, and I didn't know until I was at LBC, actually, walking down the stairs in Gough Square, and somebody went, oh, you're losing your hair. I went, "Hm," And I then went upstairs into the toilet, and I sort of put my hair down and went,
1: blimey, I'm losing it on the top. But I am at an early age. I'm only 17. Well, that is true, and I'm only 39. So, you know... Kevin's 25. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah right. I mean, if I were to mention a well-known Welsh comedian, say, like Rob Brydon... Yes. You might, yes. You might be able to look at photos... And see his hair, hair is different. Ago, ...and you might be able to look at photos now and see what his hair is Is it spray-on? Like. No. We think? You, you might think it was a very expensive <laughs> transplant. Is it, is it a toupee? No. You uh, think uh, it's a transplant? It, yeah, very, exp- very expensively done. Right, so it, it, it doesn't, because Bruce used to wear a wig. So wink. that's real hair that will never fall out. Right, is is it proper hair that's growing? Well, what happens, I think, these days is that they take, um, it's quite gruesome, but they oh, literally know, the cut out a, I'm not saying this is what happened to him, but, but this yeah. is a method of doing it. Right. Um, a section of your scalp where hair grows naturally yeah. is literally cut out, like like turf, and transplanted hair by hair with the scalp to the sections of your head where hair no longer grows and hair then grows naturally from that point. Dear. Um, so Having your breakfast at the moment is it, not pleasant. It takes a little while but and it's very expensive and I think it's quite painful. Yeah. But you do then end up with, with, thick, hair. with thick hair.
0: And can you do everything with it? You can comb yeah, it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I see them advertising on... I don't think it's QVC but it's one of these shopping channels where they go and look can you spray
1: this on and you can get and you never know. I mean I would, you know, I wouldn't like to comment but you may want to look at photos of James Nesbitt a year or so ago. Yes, know. I've I've interviewed and James. Then, um, His hair does look, look different. A picture of him now. Yeah. But but do you think that works for actors? Do you think actors have to have hair? Could you have somebody actors, on Actors, politicians. There are some things it's yeah. just better, isn't it? Unless you're a kind of hard man, you know, there's some actors that are sort of that Bruce Willis sort of look. Yes, which is okay. Bruce Willis doesn't want hair, does he? Ross Kemp doesn't want hair. Um, Some of those people don't want hair. It doesn't fit there. Jason Statham doesn't want hair. Yeah. But if you're a kind of... Given the choice, though, do you think they really do? I don't know. As a hard man
0: actor, Mm. you don't need hair. Because my brother started losing his years and years ago, whereas my father always looked exactly the same. But I'm sure it was because years ago people used to gel their hair back and, or brill-cream it or do, do whatever. Yeah. So Hardly any bald politicians, though, are there? They're really worried about hair. Mm, I'm so depressed now. Thank, thank goodness it's radio. That's all I can say. Or well, if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, you can see what state my hair's in from yesterday's photo
1: shoot. You've got hey, it's just short.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. OK, let's take a short break.
1: <laughs> News headlines, Sam Pettis...
0: The Business DK Plus job. Visit theladders.co.uk. It's uh, 19 minutes past six. Listen to Nick Ferrari at breakfast all next week for your chance to win an amazing Sky 3D package with a fantastic 47-inch LG 3D TV. It's all to celebrate the launch of the UK's first 3D channel on Sky, where you can watch sport... Movies and entertainment at home with the family. So listen to Nick Ferrari at breakfast all next week for your chance to win on LBC 97.3. I must mention this story because it was sent in to me. Yeah. And it was from a friend of mine. And he says, I have to tell you this story, as I, as I said I would, uh, to shame them. Uh, this particular lady had been up in Bristol uh, for two days promoting a pantomime. And on the way back... Um, they had to go off and do a, a celebrity opening of a, of a baby unit uh, at the Southmead Hospital, so everybody was delighted. So she goes there and she, she does it. They leave Bristol and they got bad traffic, really bad traffic, and so they, so they t- take a detour, OK? Uh, eventually, the lady in question is desperate to go to toilet. Now, unlike men who can hold it for, for quite a while, ladies can't hold it for as long, so she was she was really bursting. So, but this time she's getting into pain. Right. It's like oh, really got to go to toilet quickly. So they pull into a garage in Hayes, a total garage on Cold Harbour Lane, yep. and uh, the husband starts filling up with uh, petrol. The lady goes into the garage says, "Can I use your toilet?" "No, you can't." Why? Uh, because uh, it's just for staff. And she said, "Look, it's an emergency. I'm absolutely bursting to go to the toilet." No, sorry, it's company policy, you can't use it. So they wouldn't let her use the toilet. So they come out and they have to, to drive around. The The husband went in and pleaded and said, look, she really wants to use the toilet. No, she's not using the toilet. So the lady in question is Barbara Windsor and they wouldn't let Barbara use the toilet at the Total Garage in Cold Harbour Lane in Hayes. Company policy. What sort of stupid company policy would that be then? I've never really anything like it. I thought, well, they're not supposed to provide toilets. It's appalling. Do you know what I'd have done? I'd have just weed on the floor, I'm yeah. I'd <laughs> have gone behind, behind one of their t- units and yeah, gone, exactly. um, okay. these are how much? Tinkle, <laughs> tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely appalling. Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah. So she was left... In, eventually, they, they found another garage and they had a toilet and they let her use it. Right.
1: But how rude. How rude.
0: How rude. You know, how a rude. woman... She's not... Not a young person. No, this is not a 20-year-old we're talking about. This is a lady who's, let's say, over 50. You have to be able to make exceptions for those sorts of things. I do do discover staff in these garages. I don't know where they get them from. No. But uh, they're a little bit limited
1: in the intelligence department. Well, that's probably more the staff, isn't it, than anything else, the the individual staff on that day. And it would be a franchise, the garage, Scott, I would think. Yeah. That's appalling. It though. is appalling, isn't that it? That is appalling, yeah. It's, a,
0: it's an old I was going to say it's an older dreadful of me to say so, but she's certainly an older lady. Yeah. You as would you go, say it's of course you can. And... I know she doesn't look it. That's the trouble though. No. But uh, but that's that's the, you know coming back from her rehearsals and doing all the rest of it. And then they go no you can't and you're sitting there going I'm really in pain now.
1: It is awful when you're somewhere and you really need the toilet and there's nowhere to go. Because sometimes there isn't. If you're I in a tube to... station, you really oh, need the toilet. No there's nowhere to go, and you've got, and you're just about to get off the tube, and you've got to get all the way through the crowds, yeah. then up the steps, then up the escalators, then through the barriers, then out the station, then find somewhere. Yeah. And quite often near well, there, tube nowhere. stations, there's nowhere though. Especially near tube stations, yes. there aren't places because in near tube stations, it's all s- lots of signs up saying toilets for customer use only, yeah. special keys that you have to get from behind the counter. I will just say I'm a customer. I was a customer
0: last week, and I never used a toilet, so I'm using up my allocation. Yeah. Now, you can always use the toilet in places like McDonald's or Burger King or yes, whatever. But yes. they're
1: quite often disgusting. They're quite often
0: disgusting in garages as well, to yeah, be honest true. with you, and it's generally the staff who, who leave them like that.
1: Starbucks toilets are quite nice.
0: Yes, they're not yes, they're not too bad. Not too bad. I was I, was, I got caught in Oxford Street once in the car with never-ending traffic. I'm sitting there trying not to think about wanting to go to the toilets. And in the end I had to go in the car. Right. I had to find a water bottle in the Bentley. Not, I know, in the Bentley. in the Bentley. Luckily the seats go up and down so you can adjust yourself to the right height. Really difficult though. Yeah. Have you ever been to the toilet sitting down if you're a man? No. It's not easy. Let me tell you, it's not easy. No. You can buy things for, for, I think they're called car toilets now. Really? Yes. Made for ladies and, and made, made for gentlemen. Well, all, uh, lorry easy, drivers though.
1: must have a real problem.
0: Really? Well, don't you think? Well, just what—just being a lorry driver. Well, if you
1: drive a long distance lorry, you can't park very easily, can you? I don't think they care if they drive a long distance
0: lorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twenty-four minutes past six. So that—that's the problem in garages. But I'd love to know whether or not this is this is this is quite common throughout London. Whether or not you know garages don't open toilets. I thought they—they they had a toilet there. I remember. I'm going to check in our ones in Twickenham. I'm sure at the back of the the Shell garage, it's got customer toilet. I'm sure. I'll have a, I'll have a check yeah. though. I'll have a check. Elizabeth Waite lives in Witten, and she's hosting her, we think it's either her ninth or her 10th Macmillan coffee morning this Friday. And she's hoping to reach 50,000. Her speciality is cake baking. She's baked nearly 100 for this Friday already. She's been battling cancer herself on and off for ages. Always cheery and has a wonderful outlook on life. So uh, good luck to Elizabeth Waite. Uh, her ninth or t- it's probably your tenth Macmillan coffee morning, and that's where neighbours go along. You have a cup of tea and you put some money in the box, and she's hoping to up to fifty thousand pounds. So good for you, which is excellent. Leslie reckons her mum would give her a cigarette at three years old, and said it would mean I wouldn't smoke when I got older. It worked. Oh, it didn't work for that boy that chain smoking no, was child, boy, wasn't there, who was, Yes, but- not, not particularly good, I'm afraid. I smoked when I was fourteen. That's when I first started smoking. Most people try their first cigarette when they're pretty young, don't they? I, try I wonder it. why you start when you're young. Is it on, on my one? It's because my parents said um, my mother my mother said you won't smoke because you don't you-, you won't like it. Just anything well, that seems did like really
1: it. grown up when you're young is enticing.
0: It's like but I didn't smoke properly. We used to sort of go like that and then just swallow the smoke so it would come out your nose. Yeah, and I thought I'm smoking, and then you'd sit on the school bus in the days when there was such a thing. And you'd sit at the back and have a se- strangely enough. The driver never said a word. About the children About smoking. smoking. Nobody said a word about smoking. you could smoke on the top of buses. Yes, you could, yes, and that's where we smoked. On the top of buses, I'm afraid. (laughs) On the top of buses, we can't help it. Uh, Emma Barnett is the technology and digital media correspondent for The Telegraph. She's looking at the papers this morning for Nick Ferrari, who's going to be talking about Vince Cable, due to make the final big speech of the Lib Dem party conference on Wednesday. And uh, plus... Uh, the athletes' accommodation branded unfit for human habitation in New Delhi. And Nick will be asking whether the ill-fated Commonwealth Games will still go ahead. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari after the news this morning at 7 on LBC. What else have we got in
1: the papers? Well. Beth Ditto not happy. Beth, <laughs> not a happy person. Beth Ditto transmits tonight. Yes. Fern and Beth on ITV2 at nine o'clock, and she's talking about the shoplifting. Well, she she, she reveals that she still still only a year ago shoplifted from somewhere because she didn't want to wait. Illness? She didn't want to. No, she just couldn't be bothered to wait in the queue, and she thought she'd just have that and wander out. <laughs> just impatient.
0: You see, we've all done it, haven't we? You all get there. What I tend to do is, if I, I'll sort of pick up a load of stuff and. And then I'll sort of go, oh, I'm not going to queue. And i, I, I put the be bag down. i put it back down again. I do
1: that sometimes in supermarkets. If I go in to buy a couple yeah. of things and then it turns out to be a really long queue, I just think, I oh, never mind, I won't bother. Yeah, I'll just walk out. But I wouldn't Wouldn't take it. No, I wouldn't.
0: I'd be <laughs> too worried about You walk through and go, beep, 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 You go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Couldn't be bothered to wait. Paul Cooper says, next time Barbara is uh, is in Hayes, she can pop in and use Cheney's, which is in the international market over there. The boys say they're more than happy To have her using their look. You see, there's loads of offers now, Barbara, of all the places, and Scott, you can use to go to the toilet. What there needs to be is a kind of an app. An app? An app and an iPhone. I think there is an app on the iPhone. I think there is an app for finding toilets in your area. Right. I'm not, I'm not sure, that If you're actually sitting there, you're going, well, I've got to find, oh, got to find the app. Because <laughs> the last be thing I can worse? do, I can't think of anything. And, then, and always you'll be sitting next to somebody who's making a joke going, oh, I can just see running water and waterfalls. And, oh, and they'll, they'll pour a of water. In it. You go, no, not now. Don't do that now. I need to go to toilet. But uh, lots of opportunities, Scott. But, you know, bad. God knows what the condition of the toilet would have been like. It was perhaps that that they were embarrassed about.
1: T-Vision. This season, football has a brand new player.
0: I'm only whistling because it says in the paper today is whistling the key to success.
1: We're off to see you, the wizard. Exa- and singing, wizard, singing
0: is good. It right. says here ooh, it can help you do your job better. Ooh. It prevents mental overload. Excellent. Well, I've been singing for years. Singing and whistling. I don't do whistling. We I don't do whistling that much.
1: No, I don't really whistle while I
0: work. We used to whistle all the time as kids, you know. But now I'm not a particularly good whistler.
1: People used to whistle in lifts and as they whistle? walk. No, I, I can whistle. Yeah.
0: Flat. Flat whistling. Yeah. It's not as good. It's not a good sound, is it? No, but singing's quite good, isn't it? Singing's good for you, yeah. Oh. I, I like that. I mean, if ever I see community singing, I kind of join in. Oh, we like singing. I like singing. I'm, yeah. I'm very into that. I looked in the paper the other day, because they have all these concerts. Raymond Gubbe puts on at the uh, Royal Albert Hall songs at Christmas, and they do about ten different nights. And I feel like... I might go there, actually, one, one day this year.
1: Mm.
0: Or, failing that, put on my own Christmas carol concert. Carol concerts are lovely. I love carol concerts. Yeah, you like, can sing. Yeah, Even if you're out of tune, you can sing. Yeah. And you can have a nice time. Yeah. I quite fancy that idea. Uh, Dave says, It's ridiculous the lack of public toilets in this country. The same as benches to sit a lot of the elderly need the toilet more often than they used to and need to rest more than they used to. So benches would be welcome. There's no benches anywhere. Hardly any benches. You can't find a postbox either. No. Le- there's no postbox in Leicester Square. I've got to go down the road to the post office to find a postbox. Yep.
1: There are toilets here, um, but you
0: go around the majority, there's no toilets.
1: Quite often there aren't that many cash points in some areas of London.
0: Oh, are they not? No. The, not the, the, the toilet thing, I have seen mothers holding children over drains.
1: Mm.
0: And we did have a woman in our car park a short while ago letting her about nine or ten-year-old son urinate up against our wheelie bins. I said, that's not very nice, is it? She said, there's nowhere else to go. I thought, well, there is. There's a Starbucks down the road. Yeah. Don't, you know, I'm not going to walk into your garden and urinate on it. It's not the uh, Notting Hill Carnival, which apparently goes on all the time. Mm, yeah. so, this is all because Barbara Windsor got uh, turned down by the Total Garage in Cold Harbour Lane in Hayes, for using their toilet, they said it was company policy. I've never heard of such a company. You know, you feel like, I tell you what, it's company policy not to buy your petrol. You know, she only wants to use the toilet. It's yeah. different for women. It's not, it's not the same as men. Men can nip round the back of somewhere.
1: Yeah. But uh, not the same for ladies. Unless you're a, a clubber in Newcastle on a Saturday night, in which case they seem to... Have you noticed that the police arrest people now for this? You could actually be fined... For sort of squatting in the street? Yes. It's, it's, a,
0: it's, an, it's um, um, an indecent thing. Oh, is it? And it's a, it carries a £50 fine.
1: Right. And the police go, what do you think you're doing? I think, well, I see it all the time. Well, they're those sort of female and male urinals, aren't they, around Soho? In oh, the... they've
0: got them down in um, Villiers Street, opposite yeah. Charing Cross. Yeah.
1: Can't imagine why. There mm-hmm. you go.
0: Um, and they want to get rid of the toilets on
1: the trains as well. Yeah, I read that.
0: Yeah. You see, that doesn't. I have used the toilet on the train a few
1: times. The short hop commuter trains... Yeah. Some of them, Southwest trains, some of the s- smallest trains, they've got toilets. Yeah. The big trains have got toilets. They're going to keep those, presumably. Well, I don't know. They're getting a train to Birmingham.
0: But the trouble is, I, I was only thinking the other day, that if you're, if you're sort of diabetic or you're pregnant or you're elderly, or anyone, or you you know you have a bladder problem, you need to go to the toilet. It's not a, or if you've, if well, you've if got you Crohn's.
1: To, or if you need to change a baby's nappy. Yes. You've got well, to have somebody... That,
0: to... Yes, that's true, actually. A baby's nappy you'd have to do in a toilet. People don't really want you to do yeah. it on the seat next to them. But if, you, but if you've got Crohn's, you need to use a toilet. It's not a case of, you know, I can't use a toilet, yeah. I'll have to wait till... I need to use a toilet now. So there's no end of people who need toilets. Yeah. In fact, the more you think about it, the more... You know, when, when I need to go, I need to go. They shouldn't be getting with them. No, they shouldn't be getting with them at all. Actually, yes, yeah. I agree. When yeah. I was heavily pregnant, says Manny, I was in a coffee shop and needed the toilet. They said the toilet was only for staff. I told them I was desperate, but they still refused. Until I told them, I thought places that sold food and drink had to have toilet facilities for the customers.
1: They then changed their minds. I was once in Marks and Spencer's with my daughter um, Estella, the older my older daughter, who was desperately needed to go to the toilet, yeah. and they refused. Really? Yeah, they said it was a staff toilet and it was No, they wouldn't let her go through.
0: Well, Sylvia says, in Italy, it's apparently the law that nobody can deny you the use of the toilet, whether or not a customer one is available. In Twickenham, we have a sign-up because they took away the public toilets, but Kentucky Fried Chicken and a couple of other places have said you can use the toilet. Just go into a pub... You know, I've, not, I've I've been into pubs before and just used the toilet. And if anybody says, excuse me, where do you think you're going? I go, I'm going to the toilet. You need to, it's for customers only. Well, I'll be a customer in a minute, all right? Yeah. I'm going to the toilet now. Yeah. In fact, then you walk out and go, I've changed my mind. I don't like to buy a
1: drink here. You're very rude. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that. What are they going to do? Chase you down the road? Or no. you'd probably be so relieved by then that you'd probably fancy a drink just to sit down and have a little yeah. relax.
0: But they never ever say, it's... only if you walk into a pub and go, Excuse me, have you got a toilet? That's when they then go, Well, it's for customers
1: only. And you think, Well, what do you think I am? But they won't challenge you on the way. Will no, of they? no, they're
0: not going to. No. Wouldn't uh, have thought so. And
1: normally pubs are quite crowded anyway, so they would never see, even see. See, what you've see. started now,
0: Barbara, we've got a complete thing going on with the toilet system. It's dreadful in this can't country. Can't think about anything else. Well, everybody, every, every, in every other European country, they have toilets.
1: We seem to be the only country that don't provide proper toilets. It can't be that easy during a live radio programme. Do, is there a toilet under the desk?
0: Uh, no, but there is a toilet, just literally. Admittedly, you have to go through one, two, three, three doors to get to it. Right. And if somebody's in it... Luckily, you can run to the end of the corridor if you can make it. Right. And there are toilets there. There's toil- toilets on every floor by like every set of lifts in this building. Right. So it's, so we are well provided for. Oh, that's good. But if, if, if I got caught short, I mean, I would be, I'd be running. Right. Not that I run very well, but I, I, I do run.
1: Go on. Well, there's a the thing about salaries. Salaries no. is still a real taboo, isn't it? Yes. In, in offices and tells in our you. workplace. People don't talk about their salaries, really. But why, why would you? Explain to me why. I mean, I'm as fascinated as you are.
0: But, well, you know, you, you sort of, I mean, gone are the days of sort of worrying what other people earn in the place where you're working. I've never worried about what people earn. No. I'm assuming that I'm earning more than Nick Ferrari, and that's as
1: far as I need to take it. No. Well, in yesterday's stylist magazine, they did a salary, they did a survey. So they asked um, stylist readers to fill in a survey about their salary. Um, £35,000 was the average salary of a stylist reader, and that's... 10k more than the national average, which Mm. is 25,000. And then um, all sorts of interesting interesting statistics about how people feel about each other's salaries and and so on. But it's still a real taboo to talk about. I don't think it is in America. I think in America people talk about how much they earn. Do they? Mm.
0: See, I mean, I, I wouldn't have the faintest idea what Holly earns... I wouldn't have the faintest idea what you earn. And I'm not remotely interested. No, I know what you mean. I'm really not interested. I'm, I'm, I always worry about the papers, building it up. It's, it's as if, you know, if, if you said to me, oh, I earn 400000 a year, I couldn't care less. It's not going to, it doesn't affect me.
1: I wish I did. I know, <laughs>
0: exactly. I also wish that. So, another, so then you can start narrowing it down, can't you? <laughs> so you start, but I'm really not interested. People say, oh, you must be terribly jealous of what other people earn. Why? As long as you're happy with what you earn, why would you be worried about what anybody else? I don't even know what my boss earns. I've got no interest
1: at all in no, anything but like but that. No, but the interesting thing is that we don't know and no. that we don't talk about it. Right, so well, it at one something... time you
0: didn't talk about your politics. You didn't say what you voted.
1: No. Well, you well, didn't tell people. Religion and politics, isn't it? Yes. You talk about it, yeah, sort of thing. Now but you
0: can't shut them up. They can't wait to tell you, I'm a Roman Catholic and I vote Conservative. Yeah. <laughs> That's and true. I earn
1: 45000 a year. So is the salary thing the next taboo? Everyone will start know. talking yes, about it that. Yes, it
0: probably is. Do you know anybody's salary that you work? Well, you must know the people who you have working on the programs. Yeah, they I know earn. how much
1: people earn as yes. sort of line items against budgets and yes. how much we pay presenters for different shows and all that kind of thing. Yes. But I don't know my colleagues in other departments who do jobs a bit like mine. I don't know how much they, know they earn. You don't know how much they earn. So you wouldn't no know if they were on the same salary or more? I suspect they're on more.
0: <laughs> you always say that, Jake. You see, if, I've always said, if ever I worked in a bank and we had celebrity customers, I'd be checking their accounts all the time. <laughs> Stephen Fry, let's see how many... Because I worked it out the other day. Stephen Fry is actually, I think, doing the Royal Albert Hall. Now, that's a big
1: gig. That's a really big that gig. That is what I call a mega gig. Standing at the front of the Royal Albert Hall with a microphone yes. on his own. Yes. A raconteur answering yes. questions. Yes. Looking at the pa- a sea of banknotes sold pound out. signs. He sold out. Two nights
0: around. I think they, they put an extra night on. But that's what I... I remember... Who's, who's that Jewish comedian? Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. And he comes on stage at the Royal Albert Hall, and he says, I know what all the Jews are saying. He said, they're going, there's no warm-up act, there's no set. How much is he making? Let's count the house. He said, so a lot of you are counting the house and working out how much money I'm getting for this. He says, let me tell you, I'm not making a lot of money. I'm making a bit of money, but not a lot of money. And he goes... And it's <laughs> exactly... that. You sit there and you think, yeah. right... So there isn't anybody else to pay. There's Victoria Wood did it by herself. And I'm thinking, there's all these people there, all a sellout. I would think, on a night, she would probably gross £200,000. Uh, yeah. That's why people say to me, how much do comedians make? I said, will you work
1: at how much Ricky Gervais makes? He plays stadiums. Yeah, Peter Kay, a tour that wasn't a tour. He yes. stands at the front, he's literally in a stadium. Yeah. The whole of the second act is them singing Queen songs.
0: Yes. Yes, we said this. And also, they then record over the two or three nights they're there and put it out on a DVD. And that's why Michael McIntyre grossed £8 million last year. That was just from the DVD. You can imagine how much... So, so when comedians... I mean, I was saying the other day, we were saying uh, John Barrowman. Why would John Barrowman want to go into a West End show now and earn two or £3,000 a week? He can do one night at the Royal Albert Hall and have enough money to live for the year... Why would you want to do eight performances a week? It spoils you, doesn't it? Really, for for sort of doing anything
1: else. No wonder they're laughing. Of course, they are. I mean, Every Billy comedian, comedy, oh, fortune is just laughing. He literally stands up, looks out to the sea of pound signs, yep. and starts laughing. And you could do the same
0: show for a year, and then at the end of that year, when you've done the whole country, then go. I've now written another show, and I'm going on tour next year. It it, it it's absolutely crazy, the money people earn. And people go, do you think he actually maybe gets, you know, sort of a £1,000 a night? You think, I should imagine Ricky Gervais, if he doesn't walk away with some of these stadiums with at least a quarter of a million a night, they would think they're not trying. It's that easy. I mean, it's... And they they do packages. I mean, the other day there there was a package to go and see Matt Goss... Not that you'd want to go and see Matt Goss. But if you did want to see Matt Goss, they have a gold package where for £190 he will shake your hand and have a picture taken with you. You can stand outside here and get me for free in the morning, you know. I mean, that's the difference. It's not the the same, is it, ladies and gentlemen? You see, we're worrying about money. But I, I, I really have never cared. I've never cared about what people earn. I've always assumed politicians... I know what people earn for TV shows. You know, when they say somebody on Strictly Come Dancing will earn 50 grand or something like that. And I think, yeah, that's great, F- 50 grand. Take off 40% for tax, if you've got a good accountant, and take off 20% for your agent, and then you, you've got that bit left. Mm. But I've never... Dale I've known for years. I've, I've got no idea what he would earn. Barbara I've known for a long, long time. I would have no idea what she earned and have no interest. Doesn't As long as you can afford, you know, as long as you smile and you can afford, you know, to sort of put some food on the table... I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous already. <laughs> 14 to 7. Give a check on the news with Sam Pittis. The business. Your say this morning from 7. LBC 97.3. Jason says, go on, Steve. Cover your head when you're cycling. Mornings would be so dull without you. It is true, actually. It is true. But a lot cheaper, I reckon. Uh, Rebecca says, you're hard pushed to find a rubbish bin in some parts of London. I agree. Yeah, that's true. I saw some people the other day at Twickenham. Students, of course, as usual, lazy, slovenly, drunken, chain smoking, dopeheads. and uh, and they just left their rubbish where they were sitting. Oh, they didn't. There's a bin not twenty feet in front of them. Five feet. Pick it up. Put it in the bin. Dreadful. In Switzerland, each carriage of the train has a toilet. Says Vipin. And I bet they're clean. I should. Have, everything's clean and, and well so stocked. A, with yes. Fresh toilet roll. Yes. I'm taking my own toilet
1: roll to America. Oh, you take it with decided, you. I did. I always do. Do you get a scented... I bet. Let me try and guess. Do you get a scented loo roll from m and with little patterns on? It does have fleur-de-lis on, yes. Fleur-de-lis. And is it from yes. Marks and Spencer's? It is from Marks and Spencer's.
0: It's a four-pack. Very nice. Or sometimes a six-pack. And then I, I do buy wet wipes as well. Everybody uses wet wipes now. They're very, well, they're very cheap in certain places. Ross in Medway says, that This is a subject, toilets, that it really annoys me. Our local shopping centre has refurbed the toilets and now charges 20p for the privilege. 20p? Well, in, in Harrods, it's a pound. A pound? A pound to go, to spend a penny. To get into the toilet? To get into Harrods. the toilet. Well, not all their toilets. Some of them are free, but it is a pound for their luxury toilet. Even if you're a customer? Yes.
1: Well, I suppose you are a customer. you are a customer, there.
0: you're being in there. You've got to find it, first of all, a pound. Yeah. That's a lot
1: of money for a toilet. It
0: is, isn't it? Yes, but you do get the luxury of a towel and things like that. Right.
1: Like a, More like a posh bathroom. But I just
0: walk into the Savoy when it's open and just use the toilet there. Yeah. They do have an attendant, but, I mean, I don't don't pick up the towel or anything like that. No. No? Well, there you go. Noreen says, morning, Steve and Jonathan. Hope you're both well. Well, worrying about everybody's money now, I'm afraid. I'm panic-stricken. I'm off to Buckingham Palace with a friend later, so she says, if you see two ladies wandering around completely lost, that'll be us. Send love to Dawn and Bridget, please. There you go, Dawn and Bridget.
1: Have a lovely time.
0: Yes. Uh, Dawn watched your uh, programme with uh, Perez Hilton. Oh, what did she think? No, she liked it oh. She said, but um, she had applied for tickets On Paris Hilton's One Night in London At Indigo 2 Oh, yes And um, she said there was, there was bits on the show as well She said, they actually showed a clip of my show at Indigo 2 I saw a glimpse of the audience, but it was too dark to spot me Oh she said, but they did play a bit of the music they used to use on your programme, Stephen. that was the bitches back Oh, yeah So, there you go, I feel quite <laughs> pleased about that The app is called Toilet Finder, says Susan Oh, it does exist It does exist, yes if you have IBS, which is considered a disability, you need access to the toilets as a net. And Sarah says, "I'm disabled. I have to plan any time out as to where the toilets are." As you say, when I have to go, I can't wait. Exactly. If you've got Crohn's, yeah. Imagine going into this total garage in Hayes and going. I've got to use the toilet. And going, no. You go. I'm using it.
1: Yeah, you. Ta- it's you, you, just you appalling.
0: Just, yeah. It's amazing what we've opened up here. A little can of worms, a little can of toilets. And uh, right. Also oh. the paper. I gave you the mirror because I thought there was such an attractive picture of the uh, of Chloe Mafia on the front
1: or whatever Chloe her name Mafia. is. And you saw her, didn't you? I saw her on X Factor, yes. She was she was she sang really badly. She's a terrible and singer. Tried to get her off the stage and she wouldn't go. And then she sort of talked them round uh, in a slightly aggressive way. Almost like way. they were clients. Almost like they were clients and she was trying to get a bit more money out of them. And she sort of um, ended up making them let her go through, despite their best intentions of yes. getting her
0: off. She's been on television before. Has she? She's been on that silly little programme where somebody goes on there and they, they try and change their appearance. It's Mary Snog or Avoid. Oh, Snog,
1: Mary Avoid on BBC yes. Three.
0: She's been on that one. So right. she's quite clearly not only desperate but immensely stupid at the same time. The, make under, show, it's the make under show. The Make Under, yeah. They've had some really ghastly sad people on it. Yeah. Including the presenter. There you go.
1: Yeah, who wears far more makeup than, than any of than the, the people, people, on, it. people on it to begin with. And it they have the any people, sense, that where program. they get
0: them from, I'm assuming, cheap northern nightclubs, because
1: they're all ghastly people. It, they just plaster them in spray tan and hair extensions yeah. and just take them off. But it's, it's men as well. Men as well. I've seen men on there on too. On Slug Mary Lloyd?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I say men. I think they'd be dubious sexuality. Right. Uh, Ivor says, "I like you." I'm angry. There is much abuse of disabled badges. I had a long letter in from an anonymous person who says there's a woman round our way, and uh, she's constantly abusing the disabled badge. It's a big um, thing. The government, I think, are going to do something
1: about it. Really? I hope so. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's hope drives so. me mad. Paris Hilton was refused entry to to Japan um, a day after she pleaded guilty to possessing cocaine. So she wasn't allowed in to Narita Airport in Tokyo. Her sister, Nikki, was. And she had to stay in a £40 a night budget airport hotel. She was fuming after being grilled for six hours. When Um, you do cocaine, that's what what happens, I'm afraid. She's not above the law?
0: Nope. They all think they are, though, don't they? They all think that if if they... Because originally she said it wasn't her cocaine... And then it turns out it was her cocaine, yeah. so quite clearly, you know, the Paris Hilton. Although, to be honest with you, she must be the only person who's not sort of bright and bubbly, but a bit dipsy on cocaine. I thought cocaine, I don't know, because I've never done it. I'm, no. a bit, so I'm probably a bit dreary and out of it on that one. But, I mean, I always thought it was supposed to make you go, woo! Well, doesn't seem... Obviously okay. not in her case. I mean, no. she's like, but, George uh,
1: Michael's been moved to a different prison now, hasn't he? Yes. An open prison, yes. is it? Yes, yes. different category.
0: Yes, it is. It's a soft prison. Yeah. You okay. Come and go, and... Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can come and go, but I oh. think you can... You can he's been the playing pool and right. watching television. He's been and... enjoying pool, apparently. Yes. Playing lots of pool. I do, to be honest with you, I think they're wasting their time putting him in prison. I mean, I really do. I <laughs> seriously think it's not going to solve anything. No. He still smokes dope. He's, be, he's He knows what it does. The, the best thing is taking him off the road, which I think is a very good idea. Which they have done for a while now. Five years, they? I five think. Years. I'm hoping five years. Yeah. Steve, some parts of London have become one big toilet... I know, the streets are filthy now. They're not half as clean as they used to be, are they? No. You want to come through Leicester Square after New Year's Eve. I mean, it is like traipsing through. People who just... In my day... Here we go. Sounds very old, doesn't it? If you were going to be sick, you went to find a quiet corner. Find a toilet. People are just sick in the middle of the road now. In the middle of the pavement. They don't even think about it. Ghastly. Jim says, there was a time I needed a toilet and they told me in a certain fast food outlet that the toilets were out of order... I told them I needed to go and warn them, I'll go in front of them. <laughs> if they didn't open, the locked disabled toilet, so they did. Oh, Yet yeah, there are so many people we've man. actually discovered who've got all sorts of illnesses that, are mm. on, that need a toilet.
1: That need a toilet. You need it, and you need it quickly. But even if you don't have all sorts of illnesses, as if you really need to go to the toilet, yeah. you've got to go to the toilet. Yes. Children have got to go
0: to the toilet. Elderly people, Steve Allen, you know, got to go to the toilet. They'll just have to change the rules. They'll have to change it, yeah. See, I saw Ricky Gervais, he was brilliant. You can't beat the buzz of a live experience. It didn't cost <clears> more <throat> than the cinema, so it was worth every penny. Well, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, please, as long as you think something's worth it, I'm, I'm really cool with that. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, I did mention earlier on, there was something I was going to tell you about very, very quickly. First of all, if you go to the LBC webpage, you can have a look at the pictures of me at the Lion King exhibition. Secondly, and I shouldn't be telling you this. I should, I'm going to try and get a link put up on. But you know... Actually, you probably don't know. There's an LBC diary coming out for next year, a 2011 diary. Is there really? I saw a copy yesterday. And you can buy it on Amazon. What, with
1: photos of...?
0: No, it's not got photos, but it's got bits from all the presenters. We've each been given a different month, and I've got December. i talking about December and what it means to me. So you can write all
1: about Christmas?
0: Yeah, I've written about Christmas. It it doesn't have photos, but it's the LBC diary for next year. It's It's on Amazon. If you type in... Uh I think it's called the Londoner's Diary. Just type in L- LBC Diary, you'll find it. They'll be going like hotcakes. I know, well I'm so, they showed it to me yesterday. And he went and oh that's it. And I went, Oh that's nice. It's, it's leatherette bound. It looks like a small desk diary.
1: Very nice.
0: And it's on Amazon, so just type in LBC Diary and you 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 will find it. Oh. Uh Barbara should get herself, says Stephen Layton a She A She A She Wee is a is a lady's device for right. putting in the car. Because I said they actually do them for men and they do them for ladies as well. Uh, Sorry to hear about Barbara, says Paul. All I can say is good job she wasn't in Manchester. We now have a grand total of one public loo in the town centre. It opens at 8 in the morning and closes at 6. As for garages, most give keys out, but many were being used for glue sniffing, so they they closed them down. I thought they were duty-bound to do this. But anyway, it's opened up a can of worms... On uh, on toilets, so thank you very much indeed. Even Richard says if you're a Crohn's or colitis sufferer, you can get a can't wait card from the NACC. Which is, well, quite clearly, it wouldn't have worked in this garage wouldn't in have Hayes. Worked. They wouldn't have, been able they to wouldn't read have opened
1: it. the door, they wouldn't have understood it, I shouldn't have thought. That's it. So Lovely tonight to we've got what Beth. Tonight we've got Fern and Beth Ditto, where she reveals her Shh. liking of shoplifting Shh. and other exciting things. And then next week we finish the series with Craig David. Fern and Craig David. Does she sing? Uh, she does a little bit. He's very entertaining. OK. You're very entertaining. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Jonathan is back with us next week on uh,
0: LBC. So don't forget, if you go to the LBC website and you go to... Uh, it's on the front page, the pictures of me at the Lion King exhibition just literally up the road. I think I look particularly attractive, actually. Whether or not you like the shirt is another matter, so go check that out, lbc.co.uk. Nick and team are with you after the news. Don't forget to check out Amazon for the LBC Diary. First of all, the business update, Sam Pittis.